Seems like I'm always being told to take my feet off the furniture, put a coaster under my beer, turn the TV down. I used to make the rules and now I have to follow them. I don't know what's bugging me. I guess it's not easy for a guy like me to not be in charge. And that's from Fraser, and that's his dad who was a cop. So he doesn't like not being in charge. But think of it when you're a little kid. You're a little kid and you're not in charge. Mom tells you to take your feet off of the table, to put your cup in a certain place, and your mom tells you everything. Then as you get older, your kids are telling you what to do if, if you're in uh, living in their house and they are the caretaker. And the best thing for the kids to do in those situations, the grown adults, the grown adult kids, is to be aware that everybody loves to run their own lives. Uh, assuming people are healthy, but we all love to make decisions to leave our room the way we want it, to leave the kitchen the way we want it. And of course, you need to coordinate things with somebody else if you're living in close quarters. But to make sure that you give your parents, your elderly parents, some choice making. If you're doing it all for them, you're robbing them of them experiencing some self-efficacy, experiencing themselves as capable and able. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, and my show is The Rational Basis of Happiness. My number is toll-free, 1-877-DR-KENNER. I'm a clinical psychologist here to take your calls and questions. And right before the break, I was talking with Tony, who was very anxious with that typical situation we all get into. We're in a new group and somebody says introduce yourselves and or we're in social situations and we just get that flood of anxiety and during the break I talked with him and what he said was that when he's with people he knows real well with friends he doesn't feel anxious at all he can get up and and make a speech he can go up to the blackboard in a class and talk and he doesn't feel anxious but if a new person walks in the room he assumes the new person is going to be critical and that's the assumption that was so important it, he every new person he thinks is going to criticize him and until he feels safe with them he gets very anxious so we talked about maybe his reframing that his thinking of it as maybe they won't be critical maybe they'll be a friend and maybe it doesn't matter what they'll be because because he's got friends around and that seemed to help him and right now I want to turn to the phones uh, and speak with Belinda is Belinda you're dealing with a divorce situation um yes yeah what's going on um well, about two years ago, me and my husband got divorced shortly after the birth of our son. I got postpartum depression, and instead of sticking by me, he decided to divorce me and take our son and raise him by himself. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Is that your only child? Good. Yes. Okay. And um, pretty much, you know, the typical, well, actually, the divorce was fine. We got into a bad custody battle, you know, we both wanted custody of our son and whatnot. And, yeah. And um, a few little minor somewhat reconciliations, you know, now on and off and stuff like yeah. that. When but you say that, to, go ahead. Well, and then um, I went to Iraq for a year and it was on and off again. Who went to Iraq? You? I did, yeah. Okay, so you're ser thank you for your service. <laughs> no problem. And, um, well, now that I've pretty much started dating somebody again and mm -hmm. I've kind of fallen in love again, now he's all of a sudden showing, um, you know, 
oh, I'm so sorry, I want to get you back, and yada, yada, yada. And he's, you know, going way over the top to try to win me back, and it's one of those things of do I try to give him another chance or do I just pretty much um, stay yeah. moved on with my life? Okay, and w- this new person that you met, he's nice? Yeah. You like him? A lot? Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. so the, here's the, I've got so many questions on, on my mind, but um, the first question is, um, with you, you, you don't have your son anymore? Um, no. No? Pretty much the whole thing with that, his mom kind of um pushed him to get me to check myself into a mental hospital, and while I was in there, his mom decided to tell the child services that um, I might be a threat to my son. Physically, and then, yeah. And then um, we were living with his mom at the time, because yeah. we were both met in the Army, and we just recently gotten out with my pregnancy. Yeah. And um, she decides to kick me out of the house like two days after I get out of the mental home, and mm-hmm. um, since I had that pending child services act against me, um, you know, I couldn't take my son with. Okay. It, it, do you have any contact with him now? Uh, yes. Okay. It, do you get to, when when I say con, when you say contact, is it just like once every two weeks or is it regular? Does he um, know you? Well, as- the situation now is, like I said, we met in the service. His, yeah. He lives in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, yeah. and I live in Chicago, Illinois. Okay. So, you know, I do like web videos. My son's almost three. You know, the web conferencing calls and stuff like that. And, you know, he's going to come and stay with me for a few weeks soon. Okay, so it's a a very unusual situation. Um, Yes. But that was the question, because how much of a value is your son to you? Is is this tragic to you, having this loss, having it ripped out from under you? Are you relieved? Are you someone that really wasn't ready to parent, and this is a good situation for you? People feel differently about having a kid, and sometimes they're not ready, and something like this works out. Sometimes it's a nightmare for them. So I was asking that question, because that is going to have some impact on what direction you go. The second thing is looking at the relationship uh, with these two different men. You're in love with one man and you're happy with him and suddenly your husband, now that he sees that you're valued by somebody, comes knocking on the door bringing flowers and roses and saying that he's sorry he ever let you go and he wants you back. (laughs) Right? Yeah, and this isn't the first time this happened. I tried uh, um, actually getting back with one of my exes before my ex-husband like shortly after the divorce was finalized, like six months after our separation and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, when he found out that my ex was coming out to Pittsburgh to visit me, he pulled the same old, you know, sob story of, oh, I want you back, yada, yada, yada. It it, it, it becomes a sob story for you, Belinda, because... If he really loved you, he wouldn't wait until you're wanted by somebody else to come forward. He could come anytime, right? Right. So the question to you is, you have mixed emotions about it. What would be the benefit of going back with him, of giving it a shot? Well... A benefit to you. Before the birth of our child, pretty much, he was the man of my dreams. Yeah. I mean, I've never loved my ex-husband like no other man not Mm. even the one I'm dating now you know 
and it's the one thing of, you know, even through our reconciliations, just somewhere with the birth of our child, and I think he just kind of got depressed with the whole situation, but... So he's not a controlling man normally? No. I mean, when we were dating, it was like every weekend he'd bring me, um, I'm a real big Hello Kitty fanatic, and he'd always buy me like a little Hello Kitty trinket or something like that. You know, he'd give me an hour-long massage like a couple times a week. Oh, man, I like this guy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, never asked for a massage in return kind of guy. And do you think that he, you could reconcile with him? I mean, on one hand, he sounds like he's very controlling. The minute you seem to have a value in your life, or if you're down in the dumps, he dumps you. If you have a value in your life, suddenly he wants you back. But you're painting a little different picture now which is that he you did have a good relationship with him and neither of you were ready to handle having a child you got depressed he couldn't handle you being institutionalized and now he's reconsidering it because it looks like you're on your feet enough to have a relationship listen the benefit the big question to ask yourself is what is the the benefit to you so if, it, if I were you, what is the benefit to me of staying, of trying this again, especially when I've got a man that I'm in love with? And do you love this real ma- this new man or are you iffy about it? So I would recommend taking a pros and cons list. I know we're at the end of time here, but getting a pros and cons list for each of the men, writing, let, doing a brain dump, writing everything you like about each one of them, everything you don't like, and that will help guide your actions, your decisions on what and what decision to make. So I want to thank you so much for the call, Belinda.